This is the audio log for Whit E. Clementine, field researcher of Stardust University. Today, I get to interview Moss, who does the tech for the theater department of CHS. We are talking about the show Hannibal, which is hosted on NBC or was created by NBC. NBC, from my understanding, makes TV shows but also hosts the news. I'm unsure of how those two relate to each other as one is true and one is false, but Hannibal is a show. It has a lot of psychological manipulation and focuses greatly on the title character's cannibalism, which cannibalism is when humans eat other humans, which is weird. I don't understand why anyone would want to do that. I don't think it's a common practice for humans to eat other humans and is instead in this show used as a way to show how terrible the character of Hannibal Lecter is. I'm very excited to talk to Moss about it. I'm sure we will have some enlightening conversations about the wacky and horrifying show that is Hannibal. I am Whit E. Clementine, field researcher for Stardust University, and today I am talking to Moss about the TV show Hannibal. So, Moss, how have you been? I've been good. How have you been, Clementine? I've been good. Have you been... What have you watched recently? Well, the hit TV show, NBC's Hannibal. Great. (laughs) Which is great, because that's what we're talking about today. I bet it is. So, how did you first hear of the series Hannibal? I was recommended to it by a friend who was only partway through season one, and they have still not finished season one of Hannibal, and I have finished the whole show twice. That is a great way to learn about a TV show. It sure is. Especially when you want to talk about it later and they just don't know what you're talking about anymore they don't they i try to talk to them and they just look at me like a goldfish just blank eyes okay so explain the premise of hannibal so basically the main character is this scruffy sweaty man named will graham he is a professor I guess for FBI like trainees and he teaches them all the things about murders they need to know to solve the murders and of course he gets recruited by the head of the FBI wing on the East Coast Jack Crawford and it's to solve a murder and that sets the show off is that those those are the some of the characters and we meet uh, Dr. Hannibal Lecter, who was named very unfortunately, and is a psychiatrist who is recruited by Jack Crawford to help solve the murder. And that, that sets off the show. Why is the psychologist Hannibal Lecter chosen? He's qualified, I guess. The uh, the first murder in the show, if I remember correctly, 
is a woman has been speared on a set of deer antlers. Yeah, and I think she gets returned to her house. Yeah, and I think she does get put back where they where she was taken from. Um, and so to analyze the killer's psychology, they need a psychiatrist to tell them what's up with this funky guy. And uh, and so Will is uh, Will is very unimpressed with Hannibal at the beginning. And Hannibal has some sort of sick fascination with Will as the show goes on. It does become a very sick fascination. Very sick fascination. Very, uh, how do I say, homoerotic and bloody. It does become that at some points. It's Um, also very bloody. It's very bloody. There are multiple stabbings. Yes. How spoilery do you want me to get? Um... Because I like, if people want to watch it. As spoiler, I think let's do a non-spoiler section and then go into spoilers. Right. I think this is the non-spoiler this section. This is the non-spoiler section. So Hannibal is three seasons long and each is 13 episodes, which spooky number. Um, you could stream it on Hulu. You cannot stream it on Hulu anymore. You can no longer stream it, it on Hulu. It got taken off yesterday. You could pirate it. Wink, wink. <laughs> Wait, yesterday? Yesterday. My weekend plans. <laughs> yep. I just looked at it. Because I've watched it last week, and it kept telling me, each day that I looked at it, it kept telling me, you only have five days left, you only have four days left. So I was watching it, and I was just like, there's an increased sense of urgency I was, I was watching it to finish it, because it was leaving in a few days. At least you were sick, so you had plenty of time to watch the whole thing. I had plenty of time to watch it. I'm sure Hannibal is just a really feel-good show to watch while you're sick. It is. It really helped with the feverish feelings I was having. <laughs> I'm sure it did. <laughs> No spoilers. What was the goriest scene, in your opinion? The goriest? The goriest. I'm not great at... Because I am not human, I don't know the full extent of, like, what's gore and what's not gore. But I did appreciate the mushrooms. There was a point where there were people who were being used as fertilizer for mushrooms, and I thought that was very artistic. Very artistic. Very artistic. I also... There was a point where there were people in a grain silo, and they were all, like... Empty of grain. Yes, there was no grain in the grain silo. And they were all, like, stitched together and made it so they couldn't move. And it was just... That was probably the one that made me feel the worst. You would not want to be stitched into a uh, human sculpture of an eyeball. Especially since one of the dudes... Like, one of the people who stitch into it it's woken up. Yeah. His his like, uh his, his little drugs wear off. Yeah, and he he te- he it he gets torn off of like he tears himself off and it like breaks his skin like glass because of whatever the serial killer did dude did to him. So he like it that that was the worst for me. You'll never guess who solves that murder. It's Dr. Hannibal Lecter <laughs> and Will Graham. It it sure the is. The unlikely duo. I feel like at the beginning they're set up as a very likely duo. Well, they hate each other. I mean, well, Will hates him. Not at the beginning. At the no, beginning, at the beginning he hates him. Really? Yeah. They sit down at the desk in front of Jack Crawford and Jack Crawford's like, this is 
uh, Dr. Hannibal Lecter. He's going to be helping us with this case. And Will Graham's like, I don't like this guy. He's looking at me funny. I don't like eye contact. <laughs> I feel like for most of season one, it was they were pretty amicable with each other. Well, didn't he say, like, frankly, I don't find you that interesting, Dr. Lecter, as he's eating a, like, <laughs> homemade breakfast that Hannibal brought him to his home. That is true. That it, he's, he's slightly ungrateful there. He's very ungrateful. He also just didn't put clothes back on. He was in just like his sweat-covered shirt and like underwear. That was a gross season because of the sweat. It was too much sweat. Yeah, for context, Will Graham sweats a lot. He's it's like a plot point is that he sweats a lot. At, at that point, he is suffering from... Encephalitis. Encephalitis, which I looked it up and I'm still not sure what it is, but it's some it's sort like of brain swelling, autoimmune disorder. Really fun to have. Very um, sweaty. Yeah, he has a lot of. Reality is not f- very solid for him at that point. Yeah, a lot of blacking out. Yeah, and waking up sweatier. <laughs> <laughs> which, so. I feel like it's hard in pop culture not to know that Hannibal Lecter is, in fact, a cannibal. Yeah, especially if you've seen the original movies. Yes. Which, even if you haven't, I mean, his name is Hannibal. Like The cannibal. Hannibal the cannibal. His parents were (laughs) very rude. His parents had an interesting naming scheme, but they also aren't American or English-speaking. No, they're Lithuanian, I think, in the show. I'm not sure what he is originally. They're not necessarily, they don't necessarily have that context, but the author of the book did have that context. Yes. Um, so. To think his parents could have just named him Sawyer, and then he would have been a lawyer. Sawyer <laughs> the lawyer. Well, Hannibal, psychiatrist, doesn't really rhyme, so. Mike. We're going to edit that out anyway. No one seems to hear my voice. I just had a dad uh, look in my head. That's all. Mike, you're, you're psychiatrist. Like, I think it would be funny if you're like Clementine's cat. You just sit up and start talking sometimes. We, uh, <laughs> Clementine and I have discussed my involvement in yes. that regard, yes. I think it would be funny. I think and if I'm here to provide dad jokes, then I'm here to provide dad jokes as yeah. well. Hannibal the cannibal and Sawyer the lawyer. <laughs> my, uh, my favorite take on the Hannibal, Hannibal Lecter rhyme is like a text post where someone was like, it was like from the point of view of Jack Crawford where he's like, God, I can't solve these murders. We gotta go to my to my good friend's aggravated Lasalt's house <laughs> to find out who's been doing this. <laughs> and, and Will Graham's like, God, I wonder. <laughs> good thing this guy's such a great psychiatrist. <laughs> yeah, that's it's it's a uh, it's unfortunate naming for the cannibal. So Moss, I do have one question for you because as we're talking about the background of Hannibal Lecter, that takes us obviously to Silence of the Lambs. And I guess, if can you, for Clementine and for anybody else who may not have the pop culture knowledge to know about Silence of the Lambs, can you kind of explain the history of Silence of the Lambs and then what does it do for this show? Like, how does this show connect to the original movies? So, Silence of the Lambs is the f- one of the first of the Hannibal Lecter movies. Um, he, compared to the show, it takes place... Much later in Hannibal's life, he is imprisoned for being a murderer and a cannibal. So it is past his years of being a psychiatrist. And he gets, as he's in jail, there is another serial killer that nobody can seem to catch. 
And so in order to for the FBI to catch this guy, the um the head of the investigation, Clarice Starling, has to interview Dr. Lecter in order to sort of get a better understanding of how a serial killer's mind works and he's like Hannibal's I guess he's not normal but like he's the most well behaved out of all of the prisoners in the the serial killer wing if that makes any sense from what I understand he's also easier to reason with he is he in in exchange for the information Clarice wants all he wants is like drawing paper and like a pencil yeah, he's and he's also the least out of all the prisoners, the least misogynistic. He is still very misogynistic towards women in the movies, in the original movies, much less so in like in the show. It yeah. is much better in the show. We love NBC Hannibal more than <laughs> Silence of the Lambs Hannibal, but they are both yeah. of equal standing in their serial killerness. And then there is the first book. Which there's multiple books. There are multiple books. That came first. I did research on Wikipedia, which from what I understand is the best source to learn about anything. Absolutely. You should always go on Wikipedia for all of your information. All of my information comes from Wikipedia. As it should. And there were a few books before that. It's very reliable. I hear that there's never any mistakes on Wikipedia whatsoever. Never. Never. Why would there be? (laughs) Everyone's an honest person on Wikipedia. Everyone puts in all the correct information. I only know the internet to be filled with honesty and good people with good intentions. Obviously. Obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there's The Red Dragon was the first book, which has been remade into two movies and was in... It's the conclusion of season three. It's the conclusion of season three. It's a lot of season three, but it's mostly the conclusion. Um. But that one also that that one has Will Graham in it, but the other but Silence of the Lambs does not. No, Silence of the Lambs is Clarice, and she's sort of like the Will Graham of the story. It's just the straight version, and she's less sweaty. Nothing says being less misogynistic than replacing a woman's character with a male character, though, right? Nothing says <laughs> nothing <laughs> says homoerotic like cupping your your coworker's <laughs> cheek while gutting him like a fish. <laughs> wow, that's dark. And your daughter's laying dead on the ground. Yep, like a uh, couple feet away. Your shared daughter. Your shared daughter. Your shared daughter. Your collaborative daughter that you stole from another serial killer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whose dad was a serial killer? Yeah. There's a lot of... She's the important thing yeah. to understand in any Hannibal Lecter content is that it's all pretty dark. Very yes. dark. A lot of, uh, a lot of uh, tingly bad feelings you get when you watch Hannibal, yeah. but it is very enjoyable. Clementine and I were discussing before we pressed record today about how the gore is actually not the shocking and scary parts of... Silence of the Lambs. It's there for context and premise, but the real like suspense and and like keeps me up at night feelings is actually the mental games that are played, the manipulations. Talk to me about that perspective. Well, I for sure think that the whole idea of Hannibal Lecter being a psychiatrist in all of his portrayals is that he is very good at getting into people's heads and manipulating them. Like in Silence of the Lambs, he 
it's a lot it's very stockholm syndrome what clarice and hannibal have mm-hmm. in silence of the lambs she definitely it, it's definitely set up in a way that he is obsessed with her and she is sort of falling for him but it's in a, in a way that it's clear he is taking advantage of her it's all a manipulation and it's all manipulation like you can't it's really hard to tell what hannibal is ever actually feeling mm-hmm. compared to how he treats other people it's it's sort of echoed in the show where he frames Will Graham for murder and uses Will's encephalitis and blackouts as sort of a way to convince him that he did, in fact, kill those people. And there's a lovely scene where Will is unconscious and Hannibal sticks a tube down his throat to his stomach and then drops their collaborative daughter, Abigail's uh, sliced off ear down his throat. So that in the morning when he wakes up and he's like, oh darn, I have a stomach ache. And he goes and he coughs in the sink and ear falls out in the sink. And that is sort of indisputable evidence that he is the killer they've been looking for, the cannibal, the one who killed all the people and ate them. And so... And he's wow. for a little bit he's convinced that he did it because he's sort of going insane the whole time anyways. He uh he has this hallucination where he just keeps seeing this stag, this very large black stag, um just sort of taunting him and it's reminiscent of the first murderer he found who, you know, speared people on antlers. Yeah. And that first murderer was also Abigail Hobbs's yeah. dad. Garrett Jacob Hobbs, and he's sort of a recurring ghost character, like a hallucination yeah. that Will Graham sees sort of everywhere because Will Graham shot him, and that was, like, Will's first ever killing anyone, and, like, he didn't get in trouble for it. Like, it was self-defense, um, but it was... It, like, sort of set him off, and he sort of started losing it right there. Yeah. If he, you know, he was already kind of losing it but he definitely that was his breaking point in the first season yeah and it was definitely it taunted him a lot and he would see other people and think it was garrett jacob hobbs yeah which that is such a satisfying name to say garrett jacob hobbs you have to say the whole thing yeah like hannibal lecter yeah they've got great names in this show there are some great names yeah, I think we are, just a warning to listeners, I think we are heading down spoiler lane at this I point. I think we're past that point. Oh, we're way past yeah. spoiler we're lane, way past spoiler if you haven't lane. picked up on that yeah, at this point. Yeah, no, we're going further into spoiler lane, we might start doing season two, season seasons two, season two and three. three. Season two starts with Will in a mental hospital for all of the crimes that Hannibal said he they did. S- they say mental hospital. It is just like a disgusting, it's, rusty prison. It's just a prison. It's just a prison. They're not but curing like, anybody. Just out of a curiosity, what's what, 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 what's what's our time premise? What like like uh, what's our setting in time? Is this current now, it's, it's, or it is was, this previous? Because like the show you know, came out in 2013 and it was set in 2013, yeah. so it's not like a period piece or anything. Gotcha. But it also technically technically takes place before the movies yeah if the movies were to if the movies were more modern so like they had like it into now flip, flip phones and bad computers basically is the tech yeah. of the time because it's you know old people the things. way that i grew up <laughs> the way that you. you grew up yeah, yeah. old people things. you should have seen the eyes i just got on the old people comment but we're <laughs> gonna move on from that oh 
It's. <laughs> the time jump is interesting. What's also interesting is it's filmed in Canada. The show is not set in Canada. This, the show, <laughs> the is, show set is set in Wolf Trap, Virginia, as one of the locations. And in like Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah. And they're like New England region. Oh yeah, this is taking place in Virginia. There's snow all over the ground. Yeah. There's no uh, snow here. So you know, before c- when climate change wasn't real, you know, yeah. it's not real in Hannibal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hollywood. This is just. This is like I'm gonna put like a little. This will be like a little footnote in the si- in the in the columns. It's mm-hmm. like. Hollywood loves making films in Vancouver yeah. for a few different reasons. Number one, it's cheaper for them to make films there. And number two is that they are able to use those settings in a, in a lot of different places. But what ends up happening is that they try to make Vancouver look like Boston or try to make Vancouver look like D.C. or try to make Vancouver look like. And so that can all that. It's just a little side note. It's like that's an industry issue. It's like mm-hmm. anytime they can make something for cheaper in Vancouver, they will. And it ends up turning into like, like you said, it's like, does this really feel like Virginia that we're in right now, given that there's three feet of snow on the ground? Right. Yeah. Do you want an explanation on what snow is, Clementine? Sure. Uh, when it gets really, you know, cold is, right? Yeah. Yeah. When it gets really cold, water gets hard and it falls and then it tr- mm-hmm. it's white on the ground. That's snow. Yeah. And it's really cold. I haven't seen that on the ground here. No, we don't get it here very often. Yeah. Uh, Will Graham does, apparently. Apparently. And his dogs love it very much. He has, like, I think 20-something dogs. I don't know. I think it's, like, seven. I d- it's more than that. He's got a lot of freaking dogs. He just, like, picks yeah. them up off the street and takes they're them. Just, they're just there. They're just th- there. He, like, sleeps on the ground, and his dogs sleep on the bed, I think, in most of the scenes. Yeah. I kept being worried something would happen to the dogs, but nothing ever happens to the No, nothing to the happens dogs. to the dogs. Even when he's in his psych ward era, when he's feeling no. silly, uh... His coworker Alana, Alana Bloom. We have not mentioned Alana Bloom. We have not yet. mentioned. She's an important character. She is an important character. We haven't mentioned her. She's a um sort of like just an FBI agent investigator. She's a psychiatrist. And she's a psychiatrist too. But not as she doesn't take clients like Hannibal does. She sort of just works for the FBI. Um and has a, a bit of an item with both Will Graham and Hannibal Lecter at different points throughout the series. And then ends up being a lesbian in season three. Yes. So good wonderful. for her. We love her. Her haircut is amazing. She's great. She survives getting shoved out a window. Yep. So good for her. This brings up another thing that Clementine and I were talking about kind of offline before the recording started was about the representation of uh, LGBTQ in shows now. And even though the show was in 2013, it was still only about 10 years ago. You go back 20, 30 years ago, it felt like when representation was on television, it felt very tokenized, especially as you walk back on it now. Do you feel in this case or in general that like representation uh, in film or television feels a lot more normalized? We don't actually have to like make a big deal that there's a gay character on television, but just like there's a character on television and we're moving on. Like, do you feel that way when you watch a show like this? I feel like the representation for LGBTQ plus people is definitely getting better, but it is still at a point where communities online who are recommending shows will specify hey this show actually has well-represented gay people in it or has a genuine lesbian couple in it and people will go and watch those shows because there is an issue where gay people are like objectified and Mm -hmm. treated like a novelty in Mm -hmm. certain shows or 
and especially in like certain media it's even sexualized to a point Mm -hmm. where it shouldn't be correct and so i think it's it's definitely getting better like there's a lot of there's a lot of shows coming out now where whether or not lgbtq community is a focal point or not it is still just a normal thing it's still like a romantic show where it's two guys or two girls or a non-binary person Mm -hmm. it's just normal it's just like watching any other romantic show it's like it's just normal and in hannibal hannibal i joke with my friends that hannibal is a romantic comedy yeah (laughs) specifically because will graham and hannibal lecter although their relationship is never explicit it is very clear that they are in love with each other at some point um, there's the psychiatrist, Hannibal's old psychiatrist who retired after, um, she killed a client. It wasn't her fault. We don't, she's, was we it, love, was it not her fault? Well, he did try to, he started choking on his tongue and she tried to fix it and ended up like strangling him uh, more. I couldn't tell if it was that or she was just trying to she might have also, well, he was also very annoying and like mean to her so i you know she does no wrongs bedelia <laughs> we love bedelia she can do nothing wrong except like the end credit scene we don't <laughs> we love bedelia um i still don't know what's happening in that end credit scene well she thought hannibal was coming back for her so she's like well i may as well get ready i may as well cut off my leg and cook it for him before he gets here i had that scene described to me and that's about as dark and morose as it gets yep yeah so, you know, we love Bedelia, but she is talking to Will Graham. This is this is season three, so Will Graham has been declared innocent. He's out of the psych ward. He's and they they know now that Hannibal is the Chesapeake Ripper, who is the main that's the serial killer they'd been hunting, the cannibal. Yeah. Who is Hannibal? Who is Hannibal? They didn't know, but now they do know at this point. And they are like Hannibal's in jail. This is very late season three when Will this scene happens. Will has a wife now. Will has a wife, at, at, which is she really funny. She shows up out of nowhere. She, she's very sweet, though. I like her. We love her. But she, she, I think she knows deep down that uh, Will was never hers. No. Um, but Will is talking to Bedelia about him and Hannibal's relationship. And he asks Bedelia if Hannibal's in love with him. And she says something where it's like, does he every day yearn for the sight of you and find relief in just looking at you? Doesn't she explicitly say that? And Hannibal then she says yes. In love with her? And then and no, Will's in just love like, with him. Well, no, I don't think she, she never explicitly says it. That's the whole point: is that it's sort of never. They never actually say it. They maybe, ne- I, maybe I was watching and I just maybe you were reading she- fan fiction. I don't know. <laughs> do you do you know what that is, Clementine? Yes. You read fan fiction. I don't know what to say, actually, for character. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> I think Clementine would read fan fiction, but oh well. Anyway, it's uh so it's it is it's it's a non sexualized, not overly exaggerated relationship. They're just two psychopaths who meet at the right time. And, uh, maybe the wrong time. Maybe now the wrong time. There's a tagline <laughs> for the movie poster right there. Oh yeah, that's it's great. Um, just two serial killing cannibals who just, met at the well, right place Will at the right time. Will didn't mean to be a cannibal. He, he just sort of ate what Hannibal gave him, and it just so happened to be human like 90 percent of the time. Kind of even that after that feels he like knew. a pretty convenient. Even excuse. after he knew, he did eat it. He did yeah. eat it after he knew. He's like, damn, you cook really good. And Hannibal's like, hey, you know this is like your third cousin, right? And Will's like, yeah. 
I hated him anyway. Because <laughs> Hannibal only kills like jerks. Yeah. I, there was like a whole scene in uh, in season one where he gets the business card of some guy who was like being really rude, and he slots it when he gets home. He slots it into this like folder of like hundreds of other business cards and then when he has a dinner party he pulls out one of them randomly and goes all right this is the guy and then he goes and he kills that person it's so funny to me he's like yeah you uh you tried to you tried to kill my wife i'm gonna kill you (laughs) well graham is a man but you know he's hannibal's wife it's okay there are no gender norms in this show (laughs) they're all crazy i think so Hannibal is terrible, yes, but I do not think he's the most terrible person on that show. Oh, no. I th- I think that that goes to Mason Verger. Mason Verger. <laughs> we he's love Mason Verger. He's so funny, though. He's so funny. He's so funny. I, he actually, has the be- I think he has the best lines in the show. Yeah. I I enjoyed his, like, I guess it was like the, I enjoyed the actor's showmanship a lot. Yeah. And the character development is really funny for Mason because he goes from like making margaritas out of children's tears to. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He, he, does he goes that. up to a child who is an orphan who is taking a tour of the grounds and starts bullying him about not having parents. Want to see a picture of your dead mom? Let me get some of them tears. <laughs> and then he gets a little napkin. I got some he holds freshly squeezed lime crying juice. Eyes. No, Mason Berger, he's such a silly guy. He's just a horrible Goodness person. Gracious. And he like runs what is it? It's like a meat packing it's the Verger meat packing dynasty is what I think he mm-hmm. says. Which is yeah. a little and pretentious. He has a twin sister who's trying to who she legally can't yeah, get their, their his parents were assholes and so only yeah. the male heir will get, ever get any of the money. So she has to sort of stick with her asshole brother for anything. Yeah, and she's trying to get She's trying. She wants to get away. Yeah. Um, she also just so happens to be one of Hannibal Lecter's clients, uh, clients and he is trying to convince her to kill, <laughs> kill her brother, and that really shows how much Hannibal. That that is probably one of the ones that's used most to demonstrate how much Hannibal wants his clients to kill people. Yeah, how much he wants other people to be like him, basically yeah. to see. I guess he he's a very artistic guy, very look at museums and he draws really well. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of naked pencil sketches of Will Graham on his desk and some background scenes. Um no, I was I, it was shocking. Um but he's he wants other people to see the art in killing like he does. Yeah. I think is a main main plot point and why he tries to get Margot to kill her brother. Mason's just an asshole anyway, I don't yeah. think. No, he's he's terrible. He's terrible. He deserves everything that happens to him. Um Yeah. He the I think the scene where Mason really went from drinking margaritas with tears to becoming like an actual psychopath is when Hannibal is like really pissed at him. I don't remember what did he get pissed at him for? Is he just was he did he like stab his chair with a knife or something? Something like that. He did something, and Hannibal drugged him and brought him to Will Graham's house. And when Will Graham came home to his house, uh, Mason was cutting off pieces of his own face and feeding it to Will Graham's dogs. So prepare yourself mentally for that if you're going to watch this show. It's a- yes, there are quite a few insane things in this show. 
we barely even talked about any of it. Nope, but <laughs> but we watch talk- it. Yeah, go watch the show. It's on Amazon now, I guess. Or or wink wink. Or wink, soap wink. two days is back online, y'all. Clementine doesn't know what that is, but <laughs> all you human listeners do. <laughs> uh, anyway, thank you so much for coming, Moss. It was uh, a pleasure. Yeah, loved having you. We'll have to bring you back to talk about some other cool, dark, yeah, dark comedy. I'd love to be back. Sounds great. Sounds great. Afterward. Well, I learned about a new meteorological I learned about a new weather pattern today. It's called snow. Apparently it's dry, hard, cold, wet water that falls from the sky and puts white stuff on the ground. Very exciting stuff there. I also talked about this show, NBC Hannibal, with our dearest guest, Moss. It is very gory with quite a few scenes that just make me want to die on the inside. But as I talked about with Moss, one of the scary, the scarier part of that show is not the gore. The scarier part is psychological. Humans are a lot more scared of what their minds can do and how much their minds can make them a monster than of gore. They're also scared of psychiatry and people messing with their minds, as demonstrated by a lot of what happens to the characters in this show. They manipulate each other a lot. This was a very fun interview with Moss. I'm very grateful that it happened. Uh, This has been Whitney Clementine, field researcher for Stardust University's